On this week's episode of Into Geek, we delve into the greatest fantasy game of all time, Dungeons & Dragons. So come with me as I teach you little tips and tricks and how to get started. It's not as hard as you think. So let's sit back, relax, and let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Into Geek podcast. As always, I'm Andrew and joined by... Nobody. <laughs> um, today, uh, I will be solo as uh, Chase and Allison had some family stuff that they had to do. So I will be doing a solo adventure here, which uh, maybe fits because today we'll be talking all about Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but before we get into that, um, I wanted to kind of like uh, save my uh, nerd cred a little bit. Um, a week ago or so during the interview with Rod Kirby, I had mentioned that um, the casting that came out for Spider-Man 3, I think the casting I was looking at was actually for Doctor Strange 2, which showed uh, Tobey Maguire, Ryan Reynolds, and Andrew Garfield. So that had like a really big mega cast. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, maybe it was some Photoshop BS or something, but if that is true, it sounds really cool. But enough about that. We're going to get into Dungeons & Dragons, which is one of my favorite things of all time. Uh, on today's show, um, originally what I wanted to do was have um, a, like a big Zoom call that was going to have everybody who's going to be playing in my newest game, where I will be the Dungeon Master. Uh, and we have like six players, including Allison and Chase. But unfortunately, two of them got called away uh, for work purposes. So we only had four people. Um, and then I decided maybe I'll just do like a, a tutorial, um, teaching you how to be a player and be like a better one. And then tips for being uh, a first time dungeon master and also kind of like the, the ins and outs of the game and what my campaign is going to be all about. Um, and then at the very end of this, uh, we have like a 20 minute, um, in video of, of that Zoom call with the four of us where everybody kind of explains their their character and class and background. So if that's interesting to you, um, I'll put a little, little time here for the YouTube people. Uh, podcast listeners, you can just skip ahead or you can listen to my fabulous voice all by itself. Uh, so let's get into it, man. Uh, what is Dungeons & Dragons? I'm sure at this point you've heard about it at some a juncture in your life around like geek news, whatever. Um, and for a long time, it had a really bad rap. Uh, people thought it's just like the super nerdy thing and it kind of is, but it's, it's, it's a super social fun thing. Uh, the best way to explain it is it is improv with rules attached to it, which sounds kind of like counterintuitive, but it's, uh, it's a social, uh, storytelling game. So you and your friends all, all get together. You all basically think of it as if, uh, you got to play a character in like a Harry Potter, uh, book. And all of y'all get to do the adventures together and everything, um, except the person who's writing the book is the Dungeon Master, which is kind of like the person who is creating all the tension, all the story, all the elements that drive things forward. And it's a super lot of fun um, when it's done right. When it's done wrong, it can be very tedious and boring and you can hate playing it and it can turn you on your friends, which has happened. Uh, but if, if you get like a really good group together, um, I, I think it's one of the most rewarding things to do with your free time. Uh, so that's kind of what it is. Uh, it's been out since like the seventies created by, uh, Gary Gygax. Uh, it's, we're now on the fifth edition, um, from seventies into like the eighties, nineties, two thousands, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and when the fourth edition came out, it kind of sucked and it hit uh, a big wall and it wasn't until the, the newest edition came back and it kind of uh, reintroduced all of the original elements. And not only that, but a lot of famous actors and people, which I'll, I'll put up on the screen here for everybody who's watching on YouTube, they kind of like brought it into the forefront. Um, mainly uh, a show called 
critical role, which I think if you're a Dungeons and Dragons fan, you you you, you know about this for better or for worse. It's extremely entertaining. It has uh, six very very well known uh, voice actors that have this really um, movie s style game. Which brought in a lot of new players, uh, created a whole bunch of new like YouTube channels and stuff or whatever. Uh, I say for worse because a lot of new players expected their their dungeon master to run the exact same game and for it all to be like just like that. But it's every dungeon master runs it differently. So uh, unfortunately, a lot of people their first uh, at bat with um, Dungeon Dragons was like you know this this weird feeling, but. All these famous people who to have come out uh, that are actors and stuff and everything else have has, has created this huge boon of just like Dungeons and Dragons uh, awesomeness or whatever. So I think it's at like a really, really great point right now. Um, and you might be thinking, I've always wanted to play. How do I start? Uh, first and foremost, I would suggest you really only need the player's handbook, uh, which is going to be this. If you can see it on screen, can't because I have a green screen. Wow, it sucks. Uh, you really only need that. Uh, it costs them maybe like 40, 50 bucks. Y'all can all get together and drop like 10 bucks each. And you can literally use that for like five years of entertainment. Now, there are a lot more books if you want to be more in-depth. Like, there is a Player's Handbook, a Monster Manual, which is going to have every type of creature um, possible. There is a Dungeon Master Guide, which is going to help you run the game better, a whole bunch of more op uh, options and variants, magical items, traps, puzzles, maps, everything else or whatever. Then there are these actual specific campaign books um, that have an entire adventure already written for you. They already have characters and NPCs and everything else or whatever and items and da 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 whatever. So if you're if you're feeling like uh, a little overwhelmed and you don't want to create a whole story yourself, these are a really great avenue. Those run about like 20 to 30 bucks. Some are definitely better than others. Um, Curse of Strahd is incredible. I would not run that first since it has such a high level of thematic uh, narration and it's it's probably more suited for a more experienced group that doesn't mean that a, a new group can't have fun with it but uh, experienced group can really get in there and really have like a lot of, of you know great times I think with it um now how do you start with character creation uh there are a multitude of classes uh, I think in the, in the main book there's like nine and, and these are your basic things like fighter, ranger, wizard, cleric, blah, 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 whatever. If you play a lot of like MMOs and video games, a lot of these are going to come down to um, your uh, AOEs, your tanks, your healer, and your like DPS. This is something that they try to do in fourth edition that people really didn't like. Um, but th that's the best way to understand that uh, playing like a rogue, which is like a thievish style character, is going to be like a really high damage person. So uh, maybe you're, you're a character or, or, or a player that really likes to be the really big strong guy so maybe you go for a character like a barbarian which is their their entire role during combat is to get like in the front and be like a big meat shield and they just rage and smash things and kill things and drink and have a great time or maybe you want to play a person who's also a fighter and can do all those things but it's more stoic uh and that would be your you know paladin which is uh which is this basically this, this warrior of light and and, and, and fights for, for their god um and they get all types of cool like you know um powers and abilities and, and mounts and stuff whatever every class class is going to be built entirely different and every class is going to speak to a different person. After you play for a little bit, you're going to kind of get into a groove where you really like playing fighters because your style is very is very one way. Uh, or or maybe you're a, like a real big fan of rogues or, or a, of like mages. And that's totally okay. Uh, once you find what works for you, there's no reason to feel the need to change. Um, it's all about having fun. Uh, from there, 
after you pick your class, every class is going to have a specific need. So uh, there are, I believe, six stats in the game, strength, charisma, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, uh, and dexterity. All these are, are, are going to play up uh, like a variance in terms of when you roll things. These are going to be the bonuses. So uh, like a barbarian is going to need like high levels of strength and hit points, which come from constitution. So when you do your stats, you're going to want to put your highest numbers in those things so that, you know, your guy can kind of kick ass based on what works for him. But if you're playing a mage, uh, the things that work for them are going to be like intelligence. So you're not really going to want to have a lot of points in strength and constitution because you're not trying to carry things or or fight hand to hand. Now, if you're trying to be a character that maybe doesn't want to fight at all and you want to like talk your way to battles, uh, maybe we'll put your, your stats into something like you know charisma, uh, which can be like this combination of looks and your ability to uh, to speak. Um, so characters like bards and rogues um, tend to kind of get into trouble and need to be able to like talk their way out of things. So uh, there are two kinds of ways to do stats. Uh, the, the the more traditional thing is rolling, which you're going to take these things called D6, which is your, your basic dice. It's going to be uh, something that like they use on the crap table. Uh, in, in like your, you know, common like a Yahtzee game, Monopoly game. It's kind of six sides. So every dice, the D stands for die and the, the number is going to stand for how many sides are on that die. So there, there are things from like a, a, a D4 all the way up to a D20. And, and, and there's uh, basically certain certain items use certain different uh, things. So like, you know, your your short sword uses uh, a, a D6, but, you know, your your great sword uses two D6 or your battle axe uses a, uh, a, a like D12. Uh, it, it sounds a little confusing at first, but it's super easy to like, to, uh, to like, you know, to like, you know, kind of catch on to it and everything, uh, going from, uh, your stats, you're going to be going into your skills. Every class is, uh, more trained in certain things. So your, your common rogue is going to be really good at things like sleight of hand at talking at, uh, at like acrobatics and things like that. But your wizard is going to be more trained in, in the arcane arts. So they're going to have more, more skill in knowing magical items and things of, of, of that type of nature. But your barbarian is going to be really good at like athletics and like, you know, picking up things and moving things, or maybe like, you know, um, a hiding or something like that, however. So there's a whole multitude of skills. When you start your guy, uh, you're going to get a, a a choice of, I believe, like two to three, unless you're a bard or a rogue, and they get more. Uh, from there, you, you're going to get to pick something called a background, which is kind of like, what was your guy doing before he was an adventure? So you're you're this really cool, badass fighter now, but before you got into that, what were you doing? Were you uh, like a... Like a thug, were you a a charlatan? Were you this this acolyte? You know, were you working in the like military? So that's kind of going to help you begin your guy and understand how he started, and and that also is going to give you a couple of extra skills and some money and some things like that. And it's going to kind of uh, teach you your your character's flaws and your traits, so that when you have to role play, uh, you can look at those and understand. Okay, so my guy's afraid of of water, and so he he's not going to want to like you know cross over this bridge, and so so then like you know your, your rogue might have to like you know talk to him and like you. Know, convince him into these things or whatever and stuff. Uh, once you get past your background, you're going to want to get your equipment, uh, which is going to be like your your armor, your your spell book, your shield, your sword, all that stuff, whatever, the things that like really make you cool and that are, are going to make you effective in combat. This is uh, this can be one of the most fun things to do, but it can also be very tedious, especially if you start off at a higher level campaign and you have a lot of gold. <laughs> so you're buying basically everything in the book. Uh, but those are just... Uh, 
the basics of creating a character. I don't want to go too much into that because I'm sure there's a lot of like really great YouTube things and other podcasts doing that. This is just an overall tutorial of what Dungeons and Dragons is. Moving on from character creation, you're going to want to do a session zero. Uh, that was something that we were we were filming, but um, it kind of had some issues, so we're only putting up a little bit of that. A session zero is going to be the first time that the players and the dungeon master uh, get together, and the whole purpose of this is for the 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 DM slash dungeon master uh it's going to explain how his game's going to be uh so it's so currently what i'm i'm running is, is my own uh sort of i don't say like futuristic or anything but like it, it's it's his high fantasy where uh, dwarves have have really created a lot of cool sciency based uh artifacts and items and things so it's like like it was still ships and stuff um, but the, uh, game is going to start in this, um, wasteland slash like a desert in this like really cool city, almost like hearth in, uh, that game of Thrones. So it's very, uh, robust, full of life and culture and gambling and all types of cool things or whatever. So these players don't need to create characters that are pirates because we're not going to be on the high seas. So, so, uh, if, if you're making like a guy like, you know, Jack Sparrow, He's gonna feel really, really weird when he's he's in this this entire desert-based place for about six months. Uh, now, that does not mean that you cannot create that character. Uh, just know that um, a lot of the, the traits and, and the skills and things that you're gonna give him might not really come into play. So you might kind of feel a little useless at times when half your character is built to be like you know this really awesome pirate who can work boats and stuff. Uh, it's also, it's a good way to, to like tell your players what you expect of them in terms of role playing. Um, is your game going to be more, more combat based? If, if, and that's the case. And everybody's really going to pull back on any type of really, you know, important character traits. And they're going to just be more focused on, on, focused on creating characters that are really good in combat. Uh, and also vice versa. Uh, maybe you, you're making a very high politics intrigue style game and everybody needs to be involved in like families and secrecy and everything. Uh, and so if that's the case, you don't want to make this this really cool Conan-style barbarian who's really good at smashing five people at once uh, when he's going to be stuck in, in these weird council meetings and, and he can barely read and write. So, you know, so it's a really good um, thing to do at a session zero to to kind of explain uh, the, the type of game also, um, how, how people might, might react towards like, you know, certain, like, you know, humor and dark comedy. Uh, it, it's, it's always great to know the limits of what people think is funny. And you don't want to get into, you know, a situation where your, 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 your players are joking about something or, or, or a person's doing something and it's making other people very uncomfortable. It can really, uh, tear apart a party in, in, in like real life and it, it can really kill games. So it, it's a, it's a great place to start to understand where everybody stands in terms of wanting certain things in the game and not wanting certain things in the game. Um, and this is also a good place to talk about like rules at the table in terms of, you know, maybe you, you, you don't want phones at the table. Uh, maybe you, 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 you don't want crosstalk and stuff or whatever going on. Um, and also uh, time and place uh, where everybody's going to be meeting up and, and the time that it's like, you know, maybe we're all thinking of playing Saturdays at noon from like noon to like four. And so, you know, it's always good to be to be on time uh, and to be respectful of everybody else's time. Uh, moving on from session zero. I'm going to talk about uh, player tips. These are these are three quick tips that I think can help out anybody who is starting off as a player. These will make your dungeon master like you so much more, and he'll be less inclined to kill you. Just joking, kind of. <laughs> um, player tip number one: know your character. 
Um, I cannot tell you over the years, which has been over 20 years I've been playing, how annoying it is to be at a table and you're in a very intense combat scenario and it comes to, to one player's turn and they don't know what to do. And everybody else at the table already knows their character and it's like, well, well why don't you do this or this? And they get locked in by paralysis because they are you know, looking at their character sheet and, and they, they don't know what would be the best action here, um, how far that they can move, what their numbers are, attack bonuses. So when you come to the table, um, know what your guy can do. I mean, like, you know, if you know that, that you're a first level character that has these types of spells and you get into a certain type of situation, already know ahead of time what you're going to do, man, uh, there, because combat can already be a slog and, and that does not mean that it's not fun, but once you get higher level, man, like you've got all types of, of options and abilities and stats and powers and magical items. And so you're going to get a lot more intense combat scenarios later on. I mean, imagine playing a, a really cool video game and the game has to pause every time that your guy wants to like, you know, fire his gun. And so it's just like, you know, so, you know, and, and then it's it's telling you, okay, well, like, you know, the, these numbers happened and then this and this, whatever. So it's like playing like a, almost like a real-time strategy, um, you know, type of game. Uh, number two, pay attention. Um, there's nothing more annoying. Um, I mean, I, I, I would take six players who don't know their character over people that are not paying attention at the table. These are the players that are, when they're not involved in, in the current scene or if it's not their turn in combat, they are on their cell phone. They are doodling on, on, on like on, on papers and stuff, whatever. They are talking to other people during their turns. Uh, they are up grabbing food or snacks or whatever in the other room, watching television. And then every time that it comes to like, you know, their turn or, or it's this important story element, they have no idea what's going on. And they, they then have to, so then after like a whole paragraph of me explaining, uh, this, this current, uh, room and the situation of what's going on and they get to them and they're like, I don't know where I am or, 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 or the room. And they don't remember things. Uh, it's incredibly rude. It's very disrespectful. Um, we're all there together to have a good time. And if you're not having a good time, it's probably the reason why you're not paying attention. Maybe you shouldn't be playing. I mean, like, you know, that's, that's totally okay. I'm sure everybody is fine with you stepping away because you're just not that into it, man. Or or if you're not into it, um, talk to the DM afterwards and tell them how they can best draw you in better. Um, it's it's all about, you know, a group a group activity, a group effort here. Uh, my, my last um, player tip for, for new players is learn to share the spotlight. I, I totally get it. D&D is, is a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and, and you spent three weeks making your your dragonborn barbarian who has this really uh, terrible back, background and backstory of his parents being killed on the roads and you're trying to find your, your your lost loved one and everything and so and you have a really cool accent and 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 like a character drawing and stuff and you're super into it. But understand that this is a group storytelling game. It's not. It's not your storytelling game. This is not a. This is not like a one-on-one -on -one action. This is everybody wants to get together. Everybody wants to have a turn to be cool. I mean, like you know, don't make six Wolverines and then everybody everybody hates each other because nobody wants to be in this like you know character group like you know, dynamic. Um, 
it's not all about you. And that does not mean that that your turn's not gonna come and that you're not gonna have a really cool story arc, that hopefully your you know, DM has, has maybe worked in this entire really cool dire background about your, your family's, you know, like you've lost legacy and everything. But understand that uh, every scene is not a, a uh, it's not a chance for you to chest out your your acting chops, you know? It's just because you're at the 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 like local inn and maybe the the rogue is talking to the person. It's not it's not your 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 time to to come in there and and also like you know, chopping on their time and start like, you know, singing and bellowing and everything else, whatever. So, so learn to share the spotlight. I think that, uh, you, you'll have a much better time when your, your, uh, time in the spotlight is, is more, um, super intense in shorter moments. Uh, moving on to DMs, uh, here are some tips for people that are starting out. The first thing that I will say is be prepared. Um, it's, I know that, uh, more experienced DMs, can come to the table and they can do almost like an improv where they are just kind of running things on like, you know, kind of like on the fly. Uh, so be prepared with things as simple as having names. Um, it could be really, really easy uh, to just have a whole list of, of names from from certain races. That way, when your people run into to unexpected like NPCs, you could just look to a list and be like, oh, this is blah, blah, blah. Uh, to use of this type of background, and that way you you don't have to like sit there and be like, oh, it's uh, it's Hank Smith, which you've already had like five Hank Smiths or whatever, like like in your game and stuff, whatever. So it, it's always a good idea to have some kind of preparedness going on uh, in terms of 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 items and certain like you know, locations and, and things like that in your towns, uh, possible notes. I mean, I mean, understand that your, your players are going to want to explore in this world. So don't just have your, your in and then like maybe like a job to do. And then you expect them to just leave. And, and, and then it's like, you know, head out and he's like, you know, <laughs> it's like the woods, like you know, fight those like you know, goblins and hobgoblins and stuff or whatever. Understand that maybe if they go into there, and they talk to the person that has the job. Maybe they want to hang around for a little bit and then go shop or something. Or maybe uh, they, they, they they want to go get horses or something. And then you, you need to all like like on the fly create a place that that, that has horses and, and and a guy that owns it and stuff or whatever. I mean, just understand that um, have have little quirks and like intricacies amongst throughout like enough things to do so that uh, you're not constantly caught off guard. Uh, number two is don't over prepare. I know that sounds really weird to say because I'm talking about like being prepared. And what I mean by don't don't over prepare is it's really cool for for you to sit down for a month and write out a whole campaign, an entire pantheon of gods, an entire entire country bases, and, 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 and like your family lineages, and, and this entire history of wars, and and, and how how all these wars have then like affected all these things or whatever, and da 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 whatever. But if your players never go to any of these places. Uh, you've spent two to three weeks of your life for no reason whatsoever. Um, I know that early on, I, I would do this. I, I would create backgrounds for every single person in my towns uh, in terms of who was related to them, what they used to do. I would I would create an entire history of that town. And nine times out of 10, your players are never going to ask. They 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 mainly don't care about the the innkeeper and why he only has one arm. You know, they don't, it's, it's very rare. Um now I'm not saying that like those things are not cool and that and that if you have time to do it that's awesome um but it's like in, in my current campaign um 
I'm going to have a multitude of countries, but I've really only fleshed out the main country that that we're going to be in starting at. So I've got like, you know, five or six towns in there. I've got certain like, you know, map icons and locations for mountains and woods and lakes and rivers and stuff. I've, I've got certain like monsters in these areas or whatever and everything. And then I have this this other like northern country where I, I have lore and stuff for, but I haven't fleshed out the, the barons uh, in those lands. I haven't fleshed out. You know, like, you know, who's who's running things where, you know, and everything. And, and so because, I mean, if, if they never decide to go north, then there's no reason for me to ever have those things. You know, I mean, like they, they could easily work in certain ways in the south and we, we never leave the, this main town. And they just have really cool like interactions for the next like year or so in this town or whatever. And that's totally OK, man. Like, like don't get uh, upset because your players aren't, aren't exploring more. You should, your main goal is fun. It, it, if your players are having a blast, and then, then you're killing it. And that's what matters first and foremost. Um, now, maybe you're getting bored and you, and you want more out of what's going on. And then maybe, and that's the case, I would try to push them uh, to maybe experience more things in the area as opposed to just doing like the exact same things every single week or whatever. Uh, so from there, um, my last tip for DMs is this is not a competition. Um, I've, I've not, I've DM for maybe five to six years total. I've been a player for, for, you know, like around 20 or so. Um, and I, I've run across DMs who, who get pleasure out of beating the party. And I did that like in air quotes because they, they see it as a game and they view it as if they can kill the party or if they can torture the party or, or make things hard for them that they are winning in, in like, you know, some kind of fashion. Now, if you're playing in, in a game that is specifically like a, like a meat grinder, which is kind of like a, it's like a paraphrasing of all of your players are in this dungeon that will progressively get harder and harder. And it's full of just really, really tough uh, bad guys and, and just like, you know, really like, like, like traps and puzzles and really hard boss fights. And it's, it's designed to kill you. Uh, then that is something that y'all will talk about during your session zero. And then everybody knows that they're in for like a really tough, specific hard mode, hell mode style, you know, D and D game, whatever. Right. And that's totally cool. That can be fun, but don't don't plan on doing that to your group and they don't they're not expecting that and then every fight that that you go into um is brutal and your players feel as if that they're being cheated and and everything and then every every monster is too powerful for them the the whole thing is that like their adventures and they want to feel heroic. I mean, imagine like if, if in like Lord of the Rings, if Aragorn, like and, and Gimli literally got their ass kicked the entire movie or whatever and never looked cool, never had fun. If, if, if like lost his whole, whole bit of him on, on the shield firing his, his bow, you know, if he had like tripped and like, you know, <laughs> rolled his ankle or something or whatever. I mean, like, you know, we would think so much less of him. The movie's so less cool, you know? So your, your people want to have fun and do really cool things like that and be the, these awesome characters of lore and legend and everything. Don't, uh, don't, don't try and stop that. And, and then also don't, don't be like a, like a softy with that either though. You know I mean? So it's, it's not a competition, but it's also not supposed to be this huge, like a pushover. I mean, having hard fought battles that, that, are actually fair um, can feel very rewarding and, and and getting to the end of a very long campaign and killing that, that, that evil lich in the tower or whatever can feel amazing. Um, but if, if you get there and it's like a super quick, you know, that there, there's no challenge whatsoever, then, you know, your, your players are going to get bored. 
So it's a very fine line to walk. Uh, so just don't be a dick. I, I guess that's that's my that's my main thing is uh, don't don't make everything this this terrible slog. Don't don't make your players do like really stupid skill checks just because you're bored. You know, I mean, like if they're in the woods trying to find food, don't don't make it like a two hour ordeal. Uh, everybody has a limited amount of time. I mean, like you know, we like there's so many things going on like like you know currently like in your life. You know, you could be playing video games and there's work and your family and your friends and stuff whatever and you're taking time out of all of that to sit down with these people for for like three to four hours a week to have a good time and if it's something as dumb as like oh yeah we we, we played and it, it literally took us an hour and a half to you know make camp and stuff or whatever because we, we couldn't find fresh water and wood and stuff like that and then when all that happened we, we were attacked and uh we all um you know died because uh we were attacked by like you know <laughs> 37 goblins and we're all like you know <laughs> level one people or something um that's that's not fun. It doesn't sound fun, and your 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 players will eventually turn on you, and they will not want to play with you anymore. Um, so those are my tips for players and for DMs. Uh, and my last bit is just have fun, man. D and D is incredible. Uh, I've I've met a lot of really great people. It's helped me express myself. It's helped so many other people um, who had bouts with, you know, depression, uh, people that that just you know needed like an outlet for for their you know creativity. Um, and it, it was there for me from the age of 15 and until now, man, uh, it's, it's so great to sit down and have like a really fun, uh, character idea and get to, to, you know, to like, you know, express that, you know, my, my, my latest person was this, uh, tabaxi rogue, which a tabaxi is like a cat style person. Uh, and I made him, um, basically like as if <laughs> David Bowie was a, a cat person and he, he was a lot of, you know, fun. He was just like the, this like androgynous, you know, character and stuff. And he was just super cool and sly. And, and I, I love bringing that, that type of energy, you know, to like, you know, games and stuff or whatever. So I, I think just first and foremost, have fun, man. Um, and, and if you find a group that, that, it, you know, you don't click with, don't feel obligated to stay with that group. You know, um, in, in the current age, man, you can hit Reddit. There are so many sites you can hire people now to actually be like, you know, DMs and stuff. So, uh, 2020 has brought on so many new options and variants and everything. There's no reason to be in a group where you, you don't feel accepted. Uh, I, I've been lucky enough um, that my most recent group is, is really, really um, uh, puts forth a lot of energy into like role playing, into combat and stuff, whatever. So, uh, and maybe if you guys are into this, whatever, uh, we'll put our first D&D episode uh, on here and everything. So you guys can check out how, how role playing works, how combat works. Uh, we have two new players. But uh, yeah, so so thank you for letting me ramble about D and I love it so much. Uh, I'm gonna clip like clip clip. <laughs> I'm gonna clip right here uh, the the recording and the video that we shot of a couple of the players, and they're going to explain their characters. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, as always, until next time. All right, everybody. So uh, we're gonna get into uh, I guess our character breakdown here of the uh, people that will be playing in the game coming up. Uh, let's go around and introduce ourselves. Uh, as always, I'm, I'm Andrew and, uh, I've been playing for like 22 years now, like forever, probably older than, uh, everybody that has been listening to this. Probably I've, I've been playing that long. I remember back in the day when we had, uh, you know, like <laughs> rocks and stuff and everything. Yeah. So, uh, Allison, how long have you been playing now? Mm, three years, three years. And then you got started with fifth edition, right? Which is right. What we, uh, this is which, the only edition I've ever played. Um, 
you know, I started out as a druid. I've played a bard, but honestly, my favorite class and the one that I play the most is rogue. And uh, what what got you interested in wanting to play? Um, community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny because because uh, it's it's the most realistic. Uh, approach to showing D and D, like there's no like fantasy stuff, whatever. It's literally just them at the table talking, and and that's what it uh-huh. is. Uh, and then Max, that, you know that episode is not on streaming. That's services true. Yeah. Anymore, so but if anybody has the ability to watch, you know, like it'd be on Netflix. No, it's mm, gone. They took huh? it off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was, you know, because of, there were some insensitive uh, racial dark elf. Yeah. So uh, uh, Kim um, Jong, so, yeah, it's like cosplaying so, and stuff, whatever. And so I think it, it you can, possibly can maybe purchase it on Amazon, or I don't know. It's um, probably on like YouTube. But if you also, get to, to watch that episode, it's really, really fantastic. So. Uh, and then Max, it's also new. Uh, what what got you into playing, Max? Um, it was me talking about it all. The pretty time. much, hundred <laughs> percent. We. Just talked how fun it was and all that good jazz and seemed like a fun time. And then you are relatively new, right? I would say I've done a couple uh, like one-offs, but I would never say I played a full campaign. Or gotcha. Full so like this would be like your your first real like foyer into it and everything. Oh, yeah. I uh, did my toes in, but I haven't gone for a full swim yet. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Chase, how long have you been playing and what got you into it? Uh, I got into it. Uh, I started playing when I was a little kid. Got an old brother. They played it, so I played a little bit. And I didn't play it again for over twenty years. And uh, I started playing when you and everyone wanted to try it out again. And I like playing you know, barbarians, fighters, <laughs> just murder like, hobo guys, <laughs> murder <laughs> hobo guys. Uh, and then Matt, uh, how long have you been playing, and what have you gotten into? Uh, first of all, let me say thanks for your patience i don't have a webcam set up he's a dog um, i've been playing D <laughs> since high school uh so probably about half my life um but not quite as successfully as maybe the past i want to say five years yeah um we, we've kind of really had a good um group of people that that worked on the same level same or at least <laughs> same high and or low level of maturity however you want to scale it uh <laughs> But um, I, I guess I've had a vested interest in fantasy since, you know, probably like fourth grade reading Lord of the Rings and everything. Hobbit, Lord yeah. of the Rings, uh, any number of those books. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing to be able to role play. Uh, it teaches you to practice empathy and um, lots of skills that could otherwise be lacking if you don't exercise them. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll say that it's it's really helped me understand like improv and and like being like more like witty and stuff, and like it, it definitely helps you think like on your feet more. Um, and then from from D and I've played probably like thirty other games as well. So, but I, I think that D and D is the like is the major league of like you know, tabletop gaming. Uh, we will also be having uh, two other players here and there. Um, one of them is is very new. This will be his first game ever. And the others, I think, some playing for maybe three or so years, and but he's mainly done Pathfinder, which is a lot like Dungeons and Dragons. For anybody that is wondering, um, there was a time when D and D was kind of crappy, and that was Fourth Edition. And when that happened, uh, Pathfinder kind of took off, which took back to when D and D what was kind of cooler, and that was like their like Third Edition three point five. So, but since then, Pathfinder has become its own game and uh, it's its own thing as well. So uh, we're going to get right into character stuff. 
in terms of how our party will be uh, playing. Uh, Chase, why don't you introduce your character and your class and what's going on with your dude? Uh, my character is a uh, Goliath, is his race. He's going to be a barbarian. His name is Kataki Braveheart Stonecutter. Uh, his kind of backstory is a little bit of uh, he's on the outside of the mountains uh, with his tribe. Guy com commits a crime, but there's like really no proof. They sentence him to death. He, My character kind of fights for it, says, like, Look, we got to have some proof and stuff. Uh, they you know, like the tribe's kind of against it, so they kill him. I get outcasted, so I make it to the town, and I'm starting my life over again. I'm in a town where I'm seven foot ten. Uh, like I don't know much, but like I'm I'm getting hired as like a protector, kind of a bodyguard. Uh, my guy has uh, got personality traits of uh, kind of a different world than the world like I'm in being in this town. So I like I like to pick things up, I fiddle with them, I break them and stuff. Uh, my ideal though is I grew up as a I think ever. Each person is responsible to make uh, the most and happiness for like their tribe and their group. So, and then uh, my bond is uh, I want to show my tribe there's a better way than just like violence. This is law and yeah. stuff like that. So, like I'm kind of like this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> yeah, I stole that. <laughs> and then uh, uh, my flaw though is I did grow up in this tribe, so I do have a whole like. I don't expect to save anybody. I expect you to save yourself. I won't, like that's a flaw that I'm trying to learn away from. Gotcha. Character like <laughs> so like that's why I left. I did it once. I got out, and I want to stop. Like I want to help people, but my character sometimes will be like, "If you can do it yourself, like I'm going to fight this guy. You fight that guy." Uh, big thing with my character is I carry a great axe. Uh, I'm. My like me, say my class or my stats and stuff. Uh, I went heavy on strength uh, and constitution, being a barbarian. So like I have high health, about twenty five for a level two, which is pretty high. Uh, my armor class is fifteen. Uh, my I mean, that's actually important. It's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I've got boots my, of fur and like additional notes. You know, I mean, I mean, like, you know, that, that, that stuff's not really, you know, really a big deal. Uh, I do want to say, um, change your axe. Uh, don't want to give you something. Um, so your guy was, was like a, a pretty good warrior, like a hunter in the tribe. So you, you actually were able to, uh, forge and build, your own like specialized axe, which is like the, the skull of like a Wervin. Uh, so it actually deals like uh, plus one damage. Thanks. Cause I've written this in pen. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really do anything about it. But I've I, you know, you just, you just, <laughs> you scratch that out there. Uh, Max, since uh, time is kind of the issue for you, why don't you go to like a, a little background like in your guy? Yeah. My guy's going to be a, he's a gnome bard. Um, his name's Fample Stamp. Amazing name. Um, he was from the north and kind of really studied the gods as like a young, like the old gods, I guess, as a younger person and had dreams of like becoming one of the best bards in the world. And it's kind of a big fish in a small pond situation where he goes to the city to study at this school that has all the best bars in the world in it and gets rejected. But this. So, and then he goes to a bar and drinks, and this kind of local guy, I forget his name, kind uh, of sees him. Rhyme. And says, hey, you can get accepted into the school, but 
I can kind of teach you the ropes and kind of teaches him how to grift and all this stuff. And um, eventually one day, uh, you know, the his master gets caught and instead of helping him out, all Ample Stamp does is just kind of steal his loot and is like, peace out, yo. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's kind of living his best life, grifting people, doing everything he can. Yeah. So uh, his name was uh, Rhyme Seeker, I believe. Rhyme Seeker. That was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you stole his loot, uh, which is named Old Silver. Uh, and actually, um, because of how, how uh, unique it is and how, like, well-maintained it is, uh, write down that it gives you a plus one to perform. Plus one to perform? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then Matt, uh, tell us a little bit about your dude. Uh, I have made a, uh, <clears throat> of course, this is right after Tasha's was released. And so I'm kind of playing with that, uh, doing some new things. I've actually never played a human in D&D. Wow, uh, really? So that, that's what I'm, that's that's what I'm doing here. Um, human cleric. And I have chosen the uh, Twilight um, Domain. Because there's, I guess, some kind of fun things that looks like you can do with that. Um, Spell-wise, the spell lists that come with it. Uh, fairy fire, sleep, things that are not normally uh, characteristics of clerics. Um, also took a feat oh, yeah. from the new one, which allowed me to pick Mage Hand. Oh, is that the um, psychic one oh, or whatever? The, yeah. Telekinesis. Yeah. Te- telekinetic, um, and it also gives me uh, plus one wisdom, so it works towards that. But uh, oh, crap. but yeah, it's telekinetic, so um, you get a, you get a, you get mage hand, but it's invisible when you yeah, do yeah, it, yeah. and just kind of could be very useful in a sticky situation. Um, so he's a he's a cleric <clears throat> from the north. He is not from the area um, which our adventure begins and he's kind of on a pilgrimage of sorts being sent down for religious reasons. Um, and he, I guess during the great races that are coming up when the winds of the wyvern, uh, manifest, uh, he's never had a chance to see that. And that's something he is very much looking forward to. Cool. Uh, and then, um, you have a shield, right? Uh, you know, I have it. 100% decided on that. I, I believe I'll probably have a shield. Okay, so uh, give yourself a shield that has your um, like holy symbol on it. Okay. Uh, and then you get uh, a plus one to diplomacy whenever you're around anybody that is like um, where, where it's, it's influential towards like religion and stuff or whatever. So like when you're, you're, you're like in the prayer houses and churches and stuff, anytime that, that you're trying to invoke uh, religion in some kind of way to to talk your way into something or or or, or out of something. Okay, so uh, I guess would that be persuasion, deception, intimidation? Uh, I guess p- persuasion or like diplomacy in terms of basically like like a charisma check or or or, or a skill check of that that sort. Okay. Uh, and then Allison is our last person that is here, at least. Yes. yes. So, uh, like I said before, my favorite um, class is Rogues. That's what I'm doing again. Uh, Vena Molina is a half-elf. 
Um, she was raised in this city um, with by her human father and her elf mother. Um, they came to the town um, from Dalbo. Uh, and they, uh, when they got to town, they were kind of low on money and kind of a little desperate for uh, funds. And my father... Um, was good with his hands and he ended up finding a job working with the blacksmith in town. Um, it was a job nobody wanted because the blacksmith is uh, the only dwarf left in town, Ulfgar Fireforge. Um, so our family's always been kind of looked down upon because my father works with the dwarf. Um, so I was picked on a lot, but uh, Uncle Ulfgar taught me how to fight with the swords um, so I've always had that as a skill, you know, a little Orlando Bloom from uh, Pirates <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> of the Caribbean. Um, but my real goal in life is to race in the um, flight of the Wyverns. Um, so I've been pickpocketing and taking side jobs, trying to help my family make ends meet. Um, but anything extra goes into my pocket. Um, I try to collect materials or money or whatever to build my own skiff. Um, I had a group of friends that was working with me, but they were not great people. Um, so recently they actually took off with the things that we were using to build the skiff and the pieces and stuff. So I've been left with nothing. And now I am desperate and I am looking for a way to get on a team to work with the to work with somebody um, on a skiff so that I can win this race and finally be proud and bring, you know, pride to my family and um, money, hopefully, and just, you know, prove that we're worth something. So, yeah. So uh... um, I real heavy index, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> stealth sleight of hand um i like i took expertise with uh, a rogue you get to expertise at level one okay um so i took um perception and sleight of hand and for those who don't know uh expertise basically allows you um a double bonus into like certain skills which means that allison is uh twice as trained as the average rogue in those specific traits uh, which means that like her her hands and her sight are like very good, um, and then also uh, you have a trinket from your mom for when she left her tribe or whatever, uh, okay. and it's like a, it's like a brooch, and it actually you can use it to to um, pick locks. So it's like uh, it's it's this like in secret. Uh, it looks like like jewelry. But you can like move around its arms and its it, it's it, and everything to where like it like it can fit like any lock and everything whatever as well. So you, you've always got oh, something cool. to like pick locks with. All right. Uh, so uh, that is going to be the party for everybody going on. Um, hopefully you guys are interested. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a lot of fun uh, with everything. Uh, it, it, next time we should have a full group going on. Uh, and it basically our story is going to lead into everybody is trying to get a part in this race and it's going to lead everybody kind of down the same path where they end up uh, meeting each other. Uh, and then also I wanted to say, um, I think it would be, 
let's say uh, everybody's going to have a link together. But since we're not, we're all not here. Uh, we'll have to just text that uh, so that everybody knows you know, exactly what's going on. Because uh, I'm not exactly sure how to fit everybody since there's only four of us <laughs> as opposed to the six. <laughs> Uh, but guys, thank you so much uh, for listening. As always, uh, you can follow us on Into Geek on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on the moon, on everything or whatever, every type of platform. Uh, next week, I believe, is the last of November, right? If we're not we're not quite into December yet. That sounds accurate. Because I, I assume that once we hit December, it's going to be all about Christmas and holiday movies and things like that and stuff, whatever. So, well, if I have any say, yes, which will be then. Allison's Allison's favorite thing or whatever. Uh, Chase, do you have any last words before we uh, sign off, man? Uh, yeah, I'm excited about the Christmas stuff we're going to do. Well, all uh, right. Allison loves it, and I like to prove her wrong about what's a good Christmas movie, what's a bad one. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Oh, my God. Oh, I agree with you. I'm, oh, my God. I'm, Andrew, do we agree on something? I'm so tired of people saying that. It annoys me to no end. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe we'll, we'll we'll do some uh, a, a new iteration of like elevator pitch, and we'll we'll make Allison do it uh, for for like Christmas films and stuff or whatever. Uh, and then we'll maybe get into our um, Christmas movie rankings and stuff, maybe like a battle royale of the uh, the greatest Christmas characters of all time and stuff or whatever. Uh, who knows? I mean, like, I'm sure like it'd be very exciting, but you know, we're not there, not not quite there yet. But uh, so we, we have one more month. For, for you know Thanksgiving, which I, I I personally love Thanksgiving, but you know everybody else doesn't care about it. But I think it's amazing. Um, Thanksgiving is fine, but Christmas is better. So. <laughs> Takes all the greatness of that and expands it. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, guys. So 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 thank y'all so much. Uh, until next time. All right, later.